Welcome to the Level One Lounge. Grab your controllers and strap in for our uneducated take on anything and everything gaming. We're going to start off. We'll take the hit the time to hit the power button because we're going to start booting up. Now, instead of doing introductions, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to start off with what everyone is playing and your game of the year. So, and my name is Agent Maverick. I will be trying to keep everyone here in line. But we're going to go in no particular order. Chewy, do you want to discuss what you are currently playing this year? What about yourself, man? Well, I've actually been playing Final Fantasy 16 a lot more. The DLC was announced. I haven't got to it, but I'm actually replaying that right now. I uh, got Auto War ready to go with the new DLC there as well. Really excited to get into that. Uh, Roguelite's not really my thing, but it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to pan out. So I'm super excited for that. But I know you've been kind of bouncing around with Assassin's Creed on your Steam Deck since you picked that up, but have anything else on the go these days? Yeah, I also uh, bought my Quest, so I've been playing uh, Resident Evil 4 uh, VR, the Quest version, not the new remake version. Uh, I'm constantly continuing grabbing my Vita to play God of War 2, trying to get through that series. Uh, and then uh, two that kind of always sit on the back burner are Cyberpunk 2077 and my Phoenix Rising. Okay. Yeah. You know, I got 27, I got Cyberpunk on the back burner too. I, I got it on PlayStation 5 with the update. I haven't had a chance to get to it. It's definitely on my list though as well. So how are you liking that one though so far? So I actually bought it on sale to test out my PC build and it runs pretty good on the PC, but man, like that, I understand it's 720p, but on the Steam Deck, it runs almost flawlessly. Nice. All right. Next up, we got Irish Bandit. What do you got on the docket these days? Uh, lately, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I'm on the Integrate intermission portion of that. Uh, I've also been playing Death Stranding recently, uh, or as some people like to call it, the Norman Reedus Walking Simulator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is which is totally fair. <laughs> yeah. I've I've said on my channel, you know, I've kind of not so much complained, but I've said like. Uh, so when's the action going to pick up here? Because all I'm doing is walking and rioting and walking and rioting and dodging BTs. And... But, you know, amazing looking graphics. Uh, I've also been playing a game from the developers of the Life is Strange series called uh, Tell Me Why. Very, very fascinating game. Just well done so far. Uh, done in three chapters. I'm on the third chapter right now. And the story is going somewhere. I... <laughs> Some it's it's emotional and very very deep. You found a rabbit hole, did you? I found yeah. a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> that one I think I I seen on Game Pass for the, uh, a little while ago. Uh, I might have to check that one out. It's not one that's really typically would have grabbed my interest, but I'll check. No, that, me neither. But I saw that. an article on it saying that it was free in the month of June. I figured, what the hell? Pick it up. It's free. Uh, if I don't like it, it's see... free. I did see a little bit of your stream as well with uh, Integrate with the dog. Yeah, I'm and... still trying to get that past damn now. Getting past that <laughs> damn dog. Yeah, I, I struggled on that one a bit too. No, so don't 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 feel bad there. 
You know, that I'm was actually part I never I never even realized that that was even a, a thing, actually, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm due for a replay before uh, Rebirth comes out. So, all right. Well, we got Ryder with us here as well. So, Ryder, I know you've been jumping into Call of Duty with your streams these days. Is, do you have anything else on the go? Uh, well, Modern Warfare 3 is going to be the majority of it. I've been playing a lot of the multiplayer. Um haven't really touched on Warzone yet. I've played a, a grand total of one game on the new Warzone map. Uh, feels pretty good, though. But um, for other games, uh, the new seasonal update for uh, Diablo 4 just came out. There's a new Christmas event, if you really want to call it that. Um, it's basically just another event. You go around, kill stuff, collect loot, uh, you know, but you get cosmetics uh, for turning in certain amounts of... The yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no Diablo Four. I've been still playing a lot of. Uh, I've been actually. I've been. I've been playing a Barbarian for season two. Um, actually, had a lot of fun with it. Um, I've almost got the battle pass fully leveled up. I think I'm down to like the like the last three or four levels. Um, but yeah, so far this is my highest uh, leveled character to date. Uh, I think I just hit seventy eight or seventy nine uh, with this particular character. Um, other than that, I've been playing. Uh, I, I still play a lot of of. Uh, modded slay the spire uh there is a mod that i play called downfall where you can actually play as the enemies uh you can actually play as the bosses uh going through uh going through slay the spire so it's a super super cool mod uh, i don't know if it's available on the uh the console versions but if you have the pc version uh i definitely do recommend uh do get downfall it's it it adds a whole new twist to the game uh and it just it just adds all new kinds of of play styles to it it's super super fun that is the thing I need to look into if I can mod on the Steam Deck. I, I've never looked sounds... into it, but I hope you can because modding just makes so many games so much better. It's a Linux PC, like it should be. It should be doable. So you would think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rock. What about you? I know you've been busy with work, but uh, do you have anything that you've got on the go? I know you picked up a couple of games with the Xbox sale here the last little while. Yeah, yeah, I've been working pretty pretty hard, but uh, you know when I'm off, I've been playing some Starfield, Diablo, and uh, I'm kind of interested in this Play the Spire mods because I I picked that up. Um, I know it's been out forever, but I just uh, started playing it not too long ago, and it's it's pretty addicting. Um, and then just like a little bit here and there, playing some Need for Speed Heat, getting around on the vehicles and driving around. Uh, nice. Yeah. And, I did pick up uh, Jedi Survivor, Cyberpunk, and what's the last one that I picked up again? Red Dead Redemption, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looking forward to that as well. So I absolutely loved Jedi Survivor. That was definitely one of my picks for the year. It was fantastic. Uh, speaking of picks of the year, uh, we're going to go over our picks for the year as well, briefly as well. Uh, now, the rules are with game of the year for us is that we're going to talk about the game our pick of the year could that game could be from any year any genre uh basically it's just whatever new game that we played that was new to us this year so we're going to try going in opposite order so rock what was your pick uh it was very early on in the year um i played quite a bit of it uh, over 100 hours, pr pretty sure. And it is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I really enjoyed that. Something y you guys will get to know about me is uh, I'm pretty late on games. Uh, I like to pick up things on sale. So 
that game's been out for a while, but I really enjoyed it earlier in the year. Well, I mean, I, I just picked it up and uh, I got the Nexus for the Quest, so that Cassandra's story, right? That's her story, is plays into that game. So I had picked it up. I haven't played it yet, but I'm excited too. I'll probably uh, spell it is in order next Cassandra year. Or Cassandra or Alexios that you have the pick of. But uh, Cassandra is the canon character from what we underst- what I understood. Um, but, you know, it better late to the party than never, though, right, Rock? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I can't, exactly. I, I can't blame you on that. The Assassin's Creed series, it's pretty near and dear to my heart as well. Um, so glad to see that you enjoyed it. Glad to hear that you enjoyed it. That is a massive game. I think I spent almost 200 hours on it on my first playthrough. Uh, all right, Ryder, how about yourself? Game of the year. Uh, well, it'll be a much more recent game. Uh, it actually did come out earlier this year. Uh, and I did actually have a chance to play it on my birthday. So this was back when I was uh, trying out the YouTube thing for for a little bit. So for those of you who were part of it, you guys know my pick of the year, Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, absolutely game. amazing story. The music was epic AF. Um I think uh, I can't remember if it was Umatsu or Soken that did the uh, the composition uh, this time around. I think it might have been Umatsu, um, but either way, whoever whoever did it did an absolutely like bang up job right from start to finish in terms of the music. Uh, it played great. It felt great. The story was great. Uh, I haven't quite gotten around to finishing the platinum yet. I'm still trying to find the time to kind of squeeze through uh, each of the chapters on Final Fantasy mode, but um, that one is is my pick of the year. I. Got a, that was a great game. That one is one out of two games that brought tears to my eyes that I <laughs> physically wept at the end of the story. It was phenomenal. Uh, I The only gripe I have with that game is it would have been nice to have the regular enemies be a little bit more, a little bit harder to, to fight. I, I found in some cases they were a little too easy. Boss fights and hunts made that game. It was a great pick. Yeah, I can agree with that. Right. Yeah, I, I think the uh, yeah the fights could have been a little a little more challenging for some of the regular like the roaming mobs. Absolutely. How about you, there, Irish Bandit? Oh God, this is a hard one because I have two that I could really call my favorite games of this year that I've played. First one would be Bioshock. I went into that game blind, and I absolutely loved everything about it. The story, Classic. the graphics. Oh yeah. That was really good game, really fun. It had its frustrating moments, especially uh, Frank, the final boss. That got a little tedious at times. You could see that on my channel when I was playing it. I just got so frustrated at that, but ultimately satisfying when I finally wrapped that game. Like I said, great story behind it. Um, my other one, this shouldn't come as any shock to anybody, especially Ryder, but my other favorite game of this year was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 is my all, I'm just putting this out there right now Final Fantasy 7 the OG game is my all time favorite game you know I've got looking behind I got a big ass uh, picture of Aerith behind me so and the two that, buster swords and no I got I just got the one buster sword or is that a shadow that I see no uh, yeah that's a shadow because I got oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought there was two of them there <laughs> no, no, no. buster sword and a barbed wire baseball bat but uh <laughs> But yeah, Final Fantasy VII, the original, is my all-time favorite game. Uh, and I think this was just a fantastic game from start to finish. 
Like you, you say there's only two games that have ever made you cry. This one, I cried at the beginning. I like when I remember that <laughs> when the intro starts. Uh, I just lost it at that. I when I first watched uh, Ryder play it on his stream uh, back in 2000, just sitting there watching it, I was crying. I I cried again at the end. Like this is all documented on my channel. I was like, holy crap, we did it. I finished the yeah. game. Um, that moment on the Sector 7 plate that I had to end my video. I Like, I couldn't even do my outro during that part. That made me cry so hard. So you had the emotion behind it, the nostalgia behind it. Even though it did, it was, there was a lot of stuff that was new in this, but it also felt familiar at the same time. Because yeah. you had those characters of Cloud, Aerith, Tifa, Barrett, you had everybody return. It was like seeing old friends again, but new situations. I absolutely loved, loved, loved it. I thought Cody Christensen, uh, Brianna White, Britt Barron, Bob, John Eric Bentley did such fantastic jobs in the roles in this game. They're just, I could rave on about remake forever, but we would be here all night and we yeah, got other no, stuff to get to. Yeah. But I, I but understand. Yeah. I, I get I, where you're coming from for sure. Um, yeah. That That's a game that I could personally jump into every year. Uh, yeah. In fact, I, I probably will. Anyways, you, that was one of your picks. You said you had another one? A Bioshock. Bioshock. That's right. where my vote goes. Yeah. I remember watching you on, on that stream and Bring it back to when I played it in like mm -hmm. 2009, I think I played it originally. I had like a 12 foot projector I played on. I got so sick. Nice. Oh, Chewie, you're up. What was your pick of the year? I typically lag about a year, year and a half, two years behind <laughs> on game of the year. So God of War Ragnarok uh, pulled me in. Anything with Freenier pulled me in. Just I have a soft spot for dogs. <laughs> no, I <laughs> that opening it's, scene though in that in that game, I told you, like it starts yeah. off it starts off fast and then it hits you hard within fifteen minutes, it just blows right down and it really grips you quick. It was it's it's a great one game. of the few sequels that's better than the original. I can or agree the, with that. I guess I mean the original twenty eighteen. So my pick of the year, I am a little bit more up to date. I'll, you know, I uh, want to pick something that I actually finished. If I would be able to pick something that I didn't finish, because I, I've only gotten through half the story. I would say Boulder's Gate Three. I'm absolutely, I absolutely love that game. Um, but we're going to talk about. I'm going to bring up one that I actually finished, completed, platinumed, and fell in love with, and this may not be a shock to ever, anyone here but spider-man 2 or ones that i actually finished Shocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. um if i had uh, got my hands on it this year that definitely would have taken over for Ragnarok. i think so yeah. um the character development was there there was a lot there's certain things that happened that were unexpected obviously we know that venom is in the story um and the way that he was portrayed was amazing um, there was there was a lot to really enjoy with that game. The and having the symbiote saga included, uh, you know, with Peter's side, 
and having Miles involved in that situation just added a whole new dynamic. I absolutely love that game. Uh, I will definitely be jumping into it with New Game Plus when that comes out. So it definitely high up there for sure. I got the knots today, hey? The delay on it? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so their New Game Plus, they're, they're aiming for early next year. Yes, I did hear about that. I'm, I actually did see that post here about an hour or so ago. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to get into that. I do have a few things on the docket, but uh, I'm excited for that's going to be coming up. But that will be covered on another, another podcast. So now we've got that aside, we're time to jump into our next segment. Time to power up. It's time for level one. So let's jump into the news that's been going on here so far in in the gaming world. Biggest news that came out yesterday was E3 has officially been canceled. I kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Um, I'll kind of share what my thought is at the when you guys are done here. So uh, again, in no particular order, why don't we jump over to Ryder this time and see what he thinks. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm not terribly surprised that E3 is done for. I mean, I think no, the writing either. was on the wall as of, I'd say, even like three, four years ago, probably since the pandemic hit, I think. Um, I think that's when everything really started to slide downhill for it. So no big surprise that, uh, that E3 is done for. But that being said, I think a lot of the other shows and a lot of the other uh, events and conventions that are out there are going to have a bigger opportunity to kind of pick up where E3 left off. And I think we kind of saw a bit of it uh, at the recent game awards where it, it almost felt more like a winter game fest than an award show. Um, but I'll, we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on that um, a little bit later on in the segment or in the show here. Sounds good. All right. What about you, Chewy? What do you think? It's not, it's not officially dead. It's just the final nail. It's been dead the nail they've lowered the coffin they've thrown the dirt on it finally it's just we've got other shows i agree that the game awards is a commercial now so fair enough all right irish bandit i think a lot of, you know i think i agree with Ryder on this one is you know dead for a long time but i'm also for some reason i got that eric andre meme going to my head where he shoots a guy on the on the couch but i'm thinking yeah. like, that's jeff Keeley, and it's like bang 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 why would you do something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah but i mean sure. jeff Keeley's just sitting there going yes i will take over now but, no that's for sure yeah how about you rock yeah it's pretty sad i guess uh 23 years you know um just couldn't find enough um, publishers to partake. I think, yeah, Rider Pride, do you, you nailed it when you said uh, just another thing that the pandemic kind of ruined. You know, you start doing the thing where you you stream it online, then all these uh, developers and the console makers they look and they see, oh, like we can do that. Like, why aren't we doing that? And then yeah, we have so many it, pulling out at one time. It's like, wow, this is really going downhill. Yeah, they don't. Well, I, they don't need the big conference. It's global versus California, right? And it's just easier to stream from wherever they are. For sure. Uh, my take is, I think it was dead as soon as Tony left. Uh, 
Sony and Nintendo basically dropped out, I would say. Um, Sony, of course, they I, the way I kind of see it, it's kind of like that line from Avengers. They want their their name in lights. They're they're a diva. They want everything focused on them. And I think that was kind of a, the biggest thing where things started going downhill. Um, I'm happy that these developers have the chance to actually do their own shows, though. I feel like we can actually get a little bit more in-depth look for the games that are actually coming out. Uh, so that's the one thing that I, I really enjoy with those shows. I, you know, the Summer Games Fest, I think, was a great alternative. And I think Jeff Healy kind of had his own plans and own ideas of what E3 used to be, was supposed to be. And E3 just said, no, that's not the way that we were going to go. But he had built, Jeff Keighley had built that relationship with all those developers and and brought them all with them because they, they weren't there for E3. They were there for Jeff Keighley. So I think as soon as he left, as soon as Sony was no longer interested, I think that's when it was basically dead. So... I 100% agree. It's just the final nail in the coffin. So I don't think we're going to notice that it's gone, especially with game, Summer Games Fest that happens every year now anyway. That's my take. Uh, I don't notice, but it's still like a, there's a lot of memories that, you know, you look back on fondly and it's kind of bittersweet oh, yeah. in the same way. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it started like, off with just electronics, right? Like it, it didn't the games weren't even involved the first few years that it was it was out and that's what it was loved to have gone back then oh same absolutely i would would, have been able to go to one of those shows yeah yeah as a hardware fanatic that those that's my my mecca right absolutely if there's ever if there's ever a new big convention uh chewy you and i we get a trip to plan yeah (laughs) hopefully in vegas Yeah. yeah hey if it's in vegas sign me up uh, so the next thing that I wanted to touch base on as well, um, I've never really been big into this series, but I do think that it does deserve to be highlighted a little bit as well. The GTA 6 is now the highest rated video game trailer for views. I think it had over 100 million views or something like that within 24 hours. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. Insane number. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got me even interested to to retry uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. That one personally never really grabbed my attention, but now that it's going to be on PlayStation Extra, it's going to be on Game Pass, uh, it's definitely going to be one that I'm going to be picking up relatively soon. Then I'm I'm looking forward to being able to get into it. But this one actually, you know, it, it looks interesting enough that I, I might even be interested in picking it up in 2025. I can't even believe that you know, it's there's this much hype for a game that's a year and a half out, at least minimum. But uh, I mean, it's it, I can definitely understand the hype. One thing though, too, that was kind of hard to 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 ignore, the fact that it doesn't have a PC release date yet. Um, I, I'm expecting you're going to see it on PC roughly about a year or so later. But I also think that this would be it could be a good thing for Sony and Microsoft to get more consoles out the door. Uh, kind of want to hear what you guys think. Uh, Rock, if you want to jump in. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think it's smart of them to pump it out on the consoles first. You know, it's easier to optimize for a standardized platform. Uh, you know, 
we've seen countless times where PC games are dropped and it takes forever for them to actually work. So, absolutely. And I mean, there's a few in here that will probably disagree with me saying, but the new consoles are fairly close to PCs now, anyways. So, I mean, it would, as you said, it would be fairly easy to optimize. Uh, Ryder, what are what what are your thoughts on on the whole uh, whole thing? But- I can't say I'm terribly surprised that they're not doing a PC release initially. If I remember correctly, they didn't. They did the same thing with GTA Five. They did. Um, it took two years to go to PC. Yeah. So, but I mean, at the same time, that much like you, Mav, uh, I've never really been into the whole Grand Theft Auto scene. I the yeah, only same. Grand Theft Auto games I played were the originals, like the one and two. Um, and I remember when when they came in a dual pack and you had to buy them on CD <laughs> and install them that way. Like not even DVD, CD. Like we're talking, we're going, we're going way, way back to the old school here. Uh, that's back the last in my time ever. Yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> when I had to, you know, walk uphill both ways in five feet of snow. <laughs> You're talking the top down ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only ones I've played too. Yeah, that, and I mean that's the last time I've ever played uh, a Grand Theft Auto game. So I mean, um, yeah, not terribly surprised to see GTA Six not on PC right away. Happened the same before. Would imagine it's probably the same here. Will I play it? Eh, we'll see what the hype's like. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not terribly sold on it just because it's never really been my kind of game. But I'll keep an eye on it. Fair enough, Chewy. So I again have not, like top down. Last time I played, I haven't. Um, GTA has never really grabbed my attention, but this one seems like it has a, a, a love of story. This one seems like it has a really good story through that character that they feature in the. In the trailers, I get that got me looking back at five, and there's like three kind of main characters that they have a story run through. So I'd probably pick up five as well and play through it. Uh, I might even go back further and play. Uh, what does everyone love? Uh, not Vice City, San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I might even go back and play that one. So, oh, like sure. Rock, I like to go back. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Rock. I said, oh. Here we go again. (laughs) All right, Irish Bandit, your thoughts? Uh, Much like you guys, I never really got into the GTA games. I didn't even play the top-down ones either. So (laughs) I honestly and truthfully, I really don't have a dog in this fight. So uh, there's a lot of hype behind it. I know that much for sure. But yeah, (laughs) that's my thoughts behind it. Okay enough. I think the only thing that may right. catch your attention might be like the voice acting list. Maybe. Yeah. And I mean, they had a lot of they had a lot of real world references as well. I mean, there's even the Florida Joker that's now trying to sue Rockstar for using his appearance. I think he's now asking for something like two million dollars, and he's threatening three days, and he's got an army of lawyers and stuff going and ready to sue. I I don't know. I, in that case, I just like. If it, it, it's a parody of a lot of these, a lot of these things, so I mean, I I don't even think it's really worth talking about here much more. Uh, the next piece of news that we have is that the game developer, uh, there's actually some news for the game developer from the day before. I know Chewy was wanting to kind of talk about that a yeah, little bit because he was following the development. Is... Yeah, I've been fought well. I've I mean, my favorite game is The Last of Us. Uh, did it, I've been playing games with you 
for a long time, but really since 2016 on release day of the division, it looked like it merged those two together. Really, really hopeful for it. I just got a laugh that they've they closed down Fantastic before IGN even had their review out of the early beta release or whatever they ended up having put out there. Uh, it really just seemed like a scam to get eyes on them for their um, that fantastic publisher has that r- remote working software. It, it really just seemed like they were trying to get eyes on that and using this as an avenue to get in there. Oh, I, I could kind of see that, but I do have to say though, it was the most viewed game on Twitch this last weekend. And the complaints I did hear though, was there were like, it would take two hours to see three zombies and you were able to take them out with two shots. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much potential that could, was just wasted with that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was kind of looking forward to hearing more about it. But the thing is, with everything that was going on, I almost like I forgot about the game. I didn't even realize that it was really even out. So, <laughs> but I don't know how much uh, you guys have, have really followed that developer or the going ons with that at all either. Uh, I only know about it because I saw Philip DeFranco do a piece on it. Did a great piece on it the other day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ryder, what were any anything to really add in regards to that? Not or? really. I, I was. I'm actually very very unfamiliar with this particular dev studio, so I I, I, I think don't they were, really have much to weigh on it. I think that they were actually fairly new, from what I understand. That this was actually going to be one of their first games and they dropped a bunch of money into it. And now they're going, well, we got to pay back the people that invested in us. And that's why we're closing is we just don't have the money to, to actually pay for it. They uh, had yeah, kind of- Did they- two or three other games that uh, also have very similar cycles. They develop, they release and they abandon the game. So when I started to follow it, I learned that I, that's when that kind of fell off my watch list. Like, and as they were showing it, like that first trailer compared to the kind of last trailer they released, it just looked completely different. Watergate, right? Puddlegate, yeah. or whatever they call it. Yeah. It ended up being an extraction, an extraction game, like like a Dark Zone and Division. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next piece of news. Um, the one thing that I wanted to kind of touch base on as well is going to be really, really quick section here uh, is that uh, probably by the time that this actually gets uploaded, uh, this will already have come and gone already for PlayStation 5 owners. But on December 14th, so actually tomorrow, uh, there is going to be a Tekken 8 uh, demo that's going to be available. And it's also going to be dropping on December 21st for Xbox series x and series s uh players so i'm probably going to check that out i'll let you guys know what my thoughts and feelings about it maybe the next time that we get together and have these discussions don't know if anyone else is going to be interested in in picking that one up i know who was saying that he's out because it's he's not too big on fighting games last one i played was uh when you live in the bat cave that uh oh yeah that's a lot, uh, and injustice. I kicked your butt. I kicked your butt on it. I remember that, but that's the last <laughs> time I played. Button mashing gets you so far, though, my friend. It does. Yeah, you're trying to do <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> I've been kind of on and off playing Mortal Kombat 11, so. But it's so freaking hard when you're playing it on a keyboard. Oh, that'd yeah, be terrible. I, that'd yeah. be awful. Ryder, any interest in that one? Not really. I've never been much of a fighter type. Uh, like, even the Mortal Kombat series, I've, I've kind of, I wouldn't even necessarily say feigned interest, but, like, I've... I mean, like, oh, that might be cool, and then it just uh, it it wears off pretty quickly. So I don't know. the The novelty was never really there for me. And then the feeling passes. Fair enough. Rock, I know this is going to be kind of up your alley, and I mean, it's free to try. So I'm sure you're going to be picking that up for a series next week. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, I haven't played Tekken since like an arcade game, though. So I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to get into the meat of our next segment here. So we had the Video Game Awards last week. And, I mean, that was a heck of a show. Um, There's a lot to kind of go over there. Rather than going through each individual uh, category, I thought we would just highlight the games. Uh, So I wanted to start off by asking if there was any big surprises for, for winners for you guys that you that really grabbed your attention? For me, I think, you know, I think about this and I think really it was uh, for performance. Like I, I thought for sure either Ben Starr or Cameron Monaghan would have gotten best performance. Not to say that the guy who got it was bad or anything, but I figured it'd be one of them. You know, I, I could get that. Uh, Clyde's character in Final Fantasy was the reason why I cried at the end of that game. Um, but uh, I think with, and I'm not tra- trying to, you know, undercut your, what you're saying at all, but I think the character that, uh, that was portrayed in Boulder's Gate with the Astarian, he was, a mo- he's become a very, very beloved character. And I think that was the biggest thing on why he ended up winning that award. As much as I agree with you, I, I really think that uh, there should have been some kind of recognition there for, for him as well. So, there's been a lot Ryder, of talk you got to smile. <laughs> I say there's, a, there's been a lot of talk on social media that Astarian has actually started make, making people question their sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, that... I, I I don't see what the the hype is. I, my favorite character I gotta say is Carlac in that in that game. I don't know her her attitude like very bubbly, but you get her into a fight and she's just murderous and full of rage. I absolutely love that with that character. She but not to undercut you know the the character that they they went with for 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 for, for performance. Uh, Brock, any surprises there for the awards? Yeah, mine was just, and it's just because I don't think it was really maybe my kind of game, and maybe I'm a little bit ignorant with this, but it's just Hi-Fi Rush uh, for sound design. I think you were saying, or the uh, Maverick, that uh, there was another game that probably could have done better, but uh, I think it was partly developed by Bethesda. Am I right? it, yeah, I think I believe so. I'll check in. Yeah, that, so I, I mean, at least after Starfield flopped, Bethesda got one award at the Game Awards. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I get why, like it, it, it won, 
but because it's a beat game, right? That's the thing. I would have loved to see uh, Dead Space, or as Chewie says, Deep Space, win that game, <laughs> uh, win that category. Uh, I played Dead Space basically with a headset the whole time, and I could hear the squishing and the crackling and stuff in the in the background, and it really amplified the the ambiance and and the echoing in the halls. It was phenomenal. That was my take. But I also understand Hi-Fi Rush. I mean, a lot, that one, I, I, it dropped. It was a shadow drop, if I remember correctly. And just Microsoft saying, hey, it's on Game Pass. Go play it uh, during one of their showcases. Um, I never had a chance to really play it here myself, but I, I get it. It's a it's a beat game. So uh, it's it, uh, it would probably be high on my list personally if I played it. Uh, Chewy, what about yourself? I don't follow along fast enough to have a surprise or close enough, I guess not fast enough uh, to have a surprise on who gets what. And I mean, I, out of all the games that won awards, I had played Cyberpunk 2077 and that's a pretty old game already. <laughs> I mean, you would think so, but with the, the, with the way that the updates have been occurring and the new DLC, I really well, I mean, think it got that... best ongoing, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel that CD Projekt Red really, uh, really breathed new life into that game personally. So, I mean, I, I get it. And by the way, your answer for the developer for Hi-Fi Rush was actually Tango Gameworks. So I do not see them being connected to Bethesda. So it was kind of an individual or indie uh, studio that developed it. I mean, I'm kind of glad that uh, that they did get a little bit of love for that as well. So. Just uh, checked into that there. Um, for me, I don't think there was any really big surprises. Um, I, I'm i like a lot of people that are out there that I would have loved to see Spider-Man get some nomination or get some awards. But I also, the grand scope of things, I, I feel that the games that did come out this year, they were so good that it's hard them to compete i feel that spider-man 2 kind of had the same treatment that horizon did in in 20 what was it 2017 or 2016 whenever it came out for the first game um but uh which that game was forbidden west uh that game was overshadowed uh overshadowed by uh there was legend of zelda that year and I mean, there was no way that that game was actually, you know, Horizon was going to beat Forbidden West. And so I, I understood that, but I think Spider-Man kind of had the same, the same issue, was that it just there's too many competitors, there's too many that good games that that just overshadowed it, and I think that was the problem. Um, I understand people being upset about it to an extent, but I think we were very, very lucky with the games that we did get this year, and I think that's the takeaway that we should get that Spider-Man was snubbed because there's just that many good games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the one thing I would have... It's kind of a shame because um, I, I understand the reason why it wasn't brought up, but uh, you know, it was according to GameSpot, 
Um, it was the number one selling game in the U.S. this year as well, and there was no talk about it at all at the Game Awards, uh, which was Hogwarts. Um, and I understand that there's a lot of controversy that's floating around that, and I think that's what kind of pushed that out of the, the category as well, of getting any kind of nominations. But overall, I enjoyed that game, um, and it's definitely going to be one that I'll probably get back into and replay at some point. Um, but uh, I, I get I get that situation though for sure. Uh, if I but, remember correctly, it's getting a pretty big uh, update DLC as well, isn't it? I haven't had a, check, a chance to check into that, but I will do so here. Um, but we'll uh, I'll get back to you on that for sure here in the next few minutes. Um, the I think the biggest winner, of course, that goes without saying, is Boulder's Gate. So, uh, or oh, yeah. they, the had, they absolutely this raked this year. Well, they did. I mean, the awards that Boulder's Gate got was, of course, Game of the Year, Best Community uh, Support, Best RPG, Best Multiplayer. And I'm sure that there's a couple that I, I forgot in there as well. Um, but I believe there was a total of seven awards that they ended up getting. Um, absolutely deserved um i know i don't think anyone other than Ryder and i have played that one uh chewy and i have had uh conversations about eventually uh, getting together and doing split screen with that and for me it's one of those games i'm like you know i feel like i want to sit down and play boulder's gate or i want to play D D, and i my friends aren't available for tabletop i want to jump into this and kill some time for the next few hours and I think it's going to be a very, very long time before I finish the first run through. But I also think that it's going to be one of the games that going to sit on my hard drive for basically ever. So, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about that game for sure. But I'm sure none of you guys were surprised for game of the year this year. No, it was a it was a pretty good lineup. So, but yeah, not not surprising that uh, that Baldur's Gate won it this year. It's it it got a lot of accolades very very quickly, especially considering the fact that it was in in open beta for like two years uh, before it finally hit an official release. And I and I even picked it up like right when it hit open beta. Um, so you know I was playing it with all the bugs and all the missing quests and all the missing voice lines and uh, you know all the all the weird crap like that. Like even when I when I when I stopped playing it and it finally hit full release, I I noticed that the like even playing through it again, which basically felt like playing it through for the first time there were so many various little changes here and there that made it feel like a whole new game um like even even right from the very very beginning um when you're trying to escape the uh the illithid ship um there's this one part where you fight these imps and then you have to kind of climb through a couple of tunnels and then climb out on this upper deck and things like that they got rid of that entirely they removed that whole entire section because it was entirely unnecessary they just basically kind of just said, you know what, we don't need this part. Cut that part out. We'll just skip you right to where, right to where you need to be. So it was kind of nice that they did it that way. One thing that I absolutely love about that game as well, and I think this is the thing that's going to revolutionize gaming, is you think about trying to do something like, hey, I'm going to do this intentionally to break the game, and it works. That's the thing that I really like. I mean, there were there were videos of people stacking boxes up with a druid turning into an owl bear and then body slamming an enemy to take them out and just doing crit damage right off the bat and taking 
groups of enemies out. And so that concept right there was absolutely incredible. And I think that a lot of developers are going to be looking at that for a guideline of where to go for their games. So that's the one thing that, that I think a lot of people are, hopefully a lot of developers take away. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't have expectations too high as of yet. I know that the cost of video games are, are fairly high right now as well, but I do feel that um, at this point in time, like there are quite a few games that are coming out that are broken. Um, but at the same time, you know, updates are happening. A lot of these developers are, are really trying to step up their game and, and releasing better products with updates. And it's, uh, I feel that some cases they get maybe a little too much flack, but um, that's just my take. I like, I don't mind paying a little bit extra for a game that runs smoothly like Boulder's Gate personally. Um, but I'm also not on the train of buying games after they're patched and fixed. I'm normally the day one buyer, which is why a lot of people come to me like Chewy to borrow my games uh, because they know that I'm going to have the game sitting on my shelf, gathering dust after the game's been touched. And I'm going to get it after it's patched and working. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to replay it after it's patched and working and appreciate the fact that it was patched. Um, Chewie's basically so a, next... a, a living portion of the meme. Where, you know, you have that guy standing on the sidewalk going... Yep. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the next big winner I thought was Alan Wick 2. Uh, I haven't played that series as of yet. Uh, the amount of nominations has really... That game's really started to grab my attention. But um, I, I got a... I would like to kind of work through the series a little bit more. Alan Wake, Control, and even maybe even Quantum Break before I even pick up Alan Wake 2. But that has become very, very high on my list. Um, but was there any real shockers there with that one winning? Ga best game direction, best narrative, best art direction, best perform and uh, no, best performance was actually Neil Bourne uh, um, as well. That was uh, for Boulder's Gate. So I put that in the wrong place. But anyways, yeah. those other two, best game direction, best narrative, best art direction. What were your thoughts there? Uh, I, I never really played it. Uh, I was never Same. much into the horror series um, or the horror genre, I should say. Um, so yeah, so I can't really I can't really speak much on it. So you played, I think you played Alan Wake and... I've and played Control. Alan Wake. I haven't finished Alan Wake. I have finished Control. Um, that actually, to me, I, I'm late to this game, so my impression of it is that is out of left field for me. Like I didn't, I don't know how followed Alan Wake was to begin with, and I got to Control 2020 when it was free on PlayStation Plus. It's great, and you'll love it when you do play it. The as the, as the Golden Path campaign guy I am. Uh, there's lots of the it's all the side quests missions in that game that make it worthwhile. Um I haven't played Alan Wake 2. It's on the list. I gotta finish Alan Wake, but since Remastered came out, I wanna restart on that, but gotta find the time. Fair enough. Rock, thoughts? You're sitting there nodding along. Uh, no? no comment. No comment? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, how about you there, Irish Bandit? 
Uh, much like you guys, I haven't played any of the Alan Wake games, so. Alana Pierce says it best. He's a dick to his wife. <laughs> I, I'm i going to say this. I, I, I didn't know how to take the dancing scene in the Game Awards. I thought it was a little bizarre, personally. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also understand that, you know, there's a little bit more to it when you actually play the game. Um, apparently there, it, it does make more sense after you've, you've completed Alan Wake 2. Um, but I definitely feel that it was a little out of left field. Uh, and just to jump back just for a second, uh, with the one question that uh, you brought up there, Chewy, about Hogwarts and DLC, there are no plans for DLCs for Hogwarts at this point in time. Um, I did hear with you at one point in time that there was actually uh, possibilities that they may have been looking at Quidditch. I haven't heard of anything at this point. Quidditch is its own standalone. I thought there was like a big update that they were doing with story missions and stuff. I, I don't, who knows where I heard that. I mean, it's possible. I mean, these, there's new new DLCs that are coming out everywhere. I mean, even well, this know, wasn't Final DLC. Fantasy. It was a free upgrade. Update. Okay. Yeah. I mean, still, perfect example, God of War, you know, there's an update there too. Uh, Cyberpunk got that update as well. So, I mean, it's it's nice to see that there are some free options that are coming out for those DLCs. Uh, so I don't think that there was a, a huge surprise for a lot of the other things, other games. The, the one that I was a little surprised about was Forza Motorsport getting the award for innovation and accessibility. Uh, I thought that was a little surprising, um, but I mean, it, I, I don't, I haven't had the opportunity to play it with, with those uh, settings. And personally, I think that's one thing that um, I, I wouldn't need, but it's great that developers are incorporating that into more games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Chewie, you do have uh, color deficiency as, as well for your site. Um, is there any games that have really popped out for you for when it comes to accessibility for the color impaired, I would say? So, no. All they ever do no? for color blindness is put that brown filter on it, so it just looks off to me. What My big gripe is, like, they need to do... For red green deficiency, instead of putting that brown filter on it, pink filter, whatever, they need to make the red health bar yellow or something that pops on green. Has there ever been a game that has done that? There is some games have. I don't know if this one has. Yeah, there's tons that do, but a lot just do the filter. Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen is actually a really good example of it. Uh, You can quite literally like not only can you add like the uh, like the color filtering uh, and whatnot to uh, make your visibility a little bit better, but literally every aspect of your HUD you can change the color for. Yeah, and that's what more places need to, or more studios, developers need to be doing for me. While well, you guys have played Division or Division Two with me when we're in the forest, and like so I don't see that in me. Like <laughs> you got yeah. this red bar running around, and I got leaves. Like. <laughs> 
And then the reticle's well, got to turn red on a green background? Like, that's not helping me at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it did also win uh, Best Racing Game as well. Rock, did you have a chance to play it when it hit Game Pass by any chance? Um, I don't think I did, no. I played the other Mortar uh, Forza games, but uh, didn't get a chance to play that yet, no. I think I had it preloaded. It's one of those games, again... All on my back burner, other things kind of overshadowed it. So I'm right there with you too. Uh, so the, of course, we kind of touched base on it as well. Cyberpunk 2077 got best ongoing. Um, I mean, it would have been nice, as I said before, it would have been nice for this game to be released without any issues. I personally feel that the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One kind of held that game back a little bit from what the game could have been um, and at launch. And I think that there have been enough additions, enough patches and updates that have really made that game really worth getting into. So I do feel that that's a well-deserved award. The one thing that I, that I, I was kind of confused about, though, was it was up against MMOs, and that's typically a category that is for MMOs, but it's not. So I, that was one thing that kind of came up that I thought we could kind of touch base on. Ryder, you're kind of nodding your head there. Yeah. Wanted to add to that? Yeah, that, that, that one was my biggest, was my biggest surprise for the awards, especially going up against Final Fantasy 14, which did win the award the previous year. Um, I, I mean, I guess it's maybe it's just it's just my own definition of what's considered ongoing. Um, but that being said, not to take anything away from Cyberpunk, because I mean, they, they it's basically it they basically gave it the No Man's Sky treatment. Um, no Man's Sky was absolutely awful at launch. It was awful for a long time, and then they made some you know big strides with updates. Finally, made it good again. Same thing with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, and I think it was the two point where uh, two point which yeah, pa- yeah two point patch or. Well, no, two point would have been would would be the new DLC, but the one previous, I think, it was one point, might have been like one point five. I think was like the big bug patch. Like this is like it was like four pages long of, of bug fixes, um, and it really kind of brought the game back to what it was supposed to be at launch. But yeah, and yeah, in terms of it being an ongoing game, considering it's only got the one, you know, the one DLC, like even the patches prior to that didn't really add anything new to the game, so. How that one got through is ongoing is beyond me, but that being said, I mean they 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 definitely have made uh, some big strides. Uh, but yeah, comparing it to Final Fantasy fourteen, I mean Final Fantasy fourteen has a new expansion coming out uh, this coming year with Dawn Trail, um, and they they just finished up with uh, with Endwalker uh, as well. So uh, Endwalker, I'd, I'm pretty sure wasn't even out uh, when they won the award uh, the year previous. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that that's my biggest. That was my biggest surprise uh, for the game awards this year. I I could see that actually. Final Fantasy XIV's been one that I I've been kind of interested in. The only thing that's kind of held me back from jumping into it is the monthly fees. Uh, I realize that there are free versions, but I am. <laughs> that is. Have you heard about the critically fun. acclaimed Final Fantasy XIV with the free trial? <laughs> you know. Paying for it monthly is the one thing that that really turned me off from it, and that's probably one of the few Final Fantasy games uh, that I will be passing on. Um, and it's it's kind of a shame because 
it does look fantastic. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, so, I mean, and then going back to that category, I do think it would have been, I'm glad that Cyberpunk got some kind of recognition, but I, I, I kind of agree uh, that it would have been nice to see an MMO. Was there an MMO that you would have liked to see there, Rock, that would have been thrown up there? Because I know you're kind of into it as well. Me, sir? Uh, is there any MMO that you would have liked to see thrown up into the best ongoing? That may I didn't not really have been play included? any MMOs this year, to be honest. So Nothing to really add this. How about you there, Irish Bandit? I mean, the last MMO I played was Lost Ark, and I kind of lost interest in that after a while. <laughs> Which I've been thinking I should get back into that, really. Because that was fun. I, for some reason, first thing that came to mind was ARC, but I think it's just because we've been hearing so much about ARC 2 and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that's that we've kind of talked about, the, about the awards, I, I think one of the, the things that I think we should probably highlight, and I know Ryder is itching to talk about this issue, was how the developers were seeming to be rushed off stage. I, I do feel that they should have had a little bit more time in the sun. We're talking about people that are basically used as cannon fodder when it comes to game development. They create a game and then they're out the door and trying to get into another position and developing at the next project. And um, I feel that you know they would have deserved a little bit more respect and have a little bit more time to actually have those conversations uh, instead of getting the Christopher Judge or Judge treatment and try to be played off within ten seconds of of uh, his speech uh, there for at the beginning of the show. Um, but I know that that's kind of a point of contention for everyone here. Um, so Ryder, I know you're itching to talk about it, so I'm going to let you go first. But uh, I'm going to Come to rock probably here right after. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll I'll try not to make the speech too long. So, <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, no, like I mentioned at the beginning of the, at the uh, beginning of the show too. Um, yeah, like I said, it, this was called the Game Awards. This is supposed to be focusing on the awards. You know, that's you know that the the developers, the actors, the voice actors, and things like that. Uh, you know, to show off their uh, their accolades. Um, and yeah, they gave more time to basically to producers and and uh, like higher ups and Hollywood stars. They gave them more time on the stage than the actual people that got the awards. They were rushing them off. It's almost like yeah, they were they, they like I said they almost turned it more into like Winter Games Fest than uh, than an award show. So um, I didn't say anything while we were while while I was co streaming it, but. Yeah, that one that one really left a sour taste in my mouth. I, would the answer maybe be to have the award show be an award show and then have a winner games fest and maybe bring oh, yeah. the developers 100%. in? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Rock thoughts on on the speech times that they've been given? Yeah, well, maybe mr judge ruined a little bit of that for us oh. I, <laughs> I mean I, I personally loved loved him getting up there and doing his thing but they obviously did not so, and uh it seems like they're sticking to their guns on the short acceptance speeches so i mean i i get cutting people off but not within 
15 to 20 seconds. I mean, there was even a couple that was up there and she came, the, the she came up and started speaking and was like, yeah, I hear they're playing me off. I don't care. I'm just going to have my speech anyways and thank who I need to. Um, Irish bandit, what are your thoughts on that whole situation that we, that we're kind of going over here with the speeches? I thought it was kind of a shame. You know, they put so much hard work into these games, you know, she'd let them thank who they need to thank and not be like, rushed off stage like after only not even a minute because that's what it felt like to me is like they would just get into the i like to thank uh all the development team do 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 and you just barely even started their speech like the i think these people deserve yeah exactly. to, yeah they deserve a little yeah. more respect than that no i i definitely agree Chewy thoughts i well you I watched it after the next morning and I, you know, the dance he came on, I scrubbed through that. So I like my game awards was all the speeches and it was done in about the length of Christopher's speech last year. It was short. <laughs> well, let's, we're, we brought it up a couple of times. Uh, there has been a little bit of fallback with Activision and his comment. Um, saying that his speech last year was longer than the Call of Duty uh, campaign this year. First of all, I, I'm going to say this to Activision: <laughs> it was a joke. Don't be so. It, it was not. It was not. In, like it was a joke, and he knew that there was going to be backlash. Otherwise, he said, "Well, oh, that's even the developer said I'm never going to work yeah. for again." Yeah. There's truth uh, in here, though. Yes, and the, the thing is, talking from a perspective of a person that buys Call of Duty for the campaign, when I heard four hours. I canceled my pre-order, but that's me. I understand, you know, people like Ryder getting into it, doing the multiplayer, doing zombies. And, you know, the zombies will be the reason that I will eventually pick it up and buy it on a very deep sale. And sales are already starting to happen for it. I've already seen it down as listed at $69.99 already, and it's been out for, nice. what, a month? So, <laughs> yeah, it took me a while <laughs> over my head. <laughs> but I get the appeal. Um, you know that that's the thing. Like for for somebody that plays it for the campaign, I know there's few and there the people like me are few and far between. And you know, for me, it was kind of a disappointment to hear that it was only four hours. Uh, Ryder, I think you're the only one that played and completed the campaign. So it sounds like, I mean, we probably all could with an evening off. Um, yeah, but... I mean, the fact that I could finish the entire Modern Warfare 3 campaign in basically what, what amounts to one whole stream sitting. Because, I mean, yeah, I had some interruptions and whatnot that night. Uh, so I couldn't quite finish it that night. But, yeah, when I booted it up the next day, it was over in, like, I I, I only missed, like, 15 minutes away from yeah, it. Yeah, so, really I mean, like. So, I mean, it, my particular take on it, too, is, you know, Chris Judge, uh, in the words of Eric Andre, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> That's two Eric Andre references yeah. we got in one episode. Yeah, but I mean... Because it was I, funny. I mean, I, I've That's seen the backlash. Yeah, like, I've seen the backlash on Twitter, on threads. I'm sorry, X, sorry, I, I still call it Twitter. I really don't care. Um, but yeah, on Twitter, on threads, on Blue Sky Social, um, across a couple of Facebook groups. And 
it, it, it you kind of look at it and you take a look at the like look at the look at the response of the devs and then look at the response of the players and the response of the players completely echoes almost in a hundred percent form the, of what Chris Judge said, and yet the devs are like, "Well, you know, how can you say such a thing and whatnot? Where's the lie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like if I can finish, it, it, if I can finish a campaign in one stream sitting, just one, like, why am I paying seven dollars for a like DLC?" Yeah, it sounded like to me it was supposed to be a DLC. Thank you. That was actually yeah. going to be the point that that I led into. That I was going to lead into here was the intention was for it to be a, a DLC, and you know, basically, it turned out you know, Activision Blizzard merger finally happened after over a it was it over a year of slogging in the courts. The FTC still trying to fight that the merger when it's already completed it's a losing battle um i mean they're going to do whatever they can to make the money back i think is going to be the perspective um i just hope that they consider quality going further rather than quantity when it comes to those games um but that's I mean, my activision we're talking about yes but you got to also realize Bobby's no longer going to be there soon, right? Yeah. And there's going to be there's going to be a shift in dynamic. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that that would you know change things a little bit myself. Uh, but I'm a little bit of an optimist, and I know Rock and Dewey like to ridicule me for being optimistic with stuff <laughs> like this. Uh, and sometimes it is warranted, um, and in this case, it probably will be. But I. I it's the whole thing that I said about how I think that Call of Duty is not going to be leaving Sony anytime soon because Microsoft is going to want to make sure that they bring in that money uh, to recount, like, get every dollar back they can to pay for that deal. Um, thoughts there, Rock? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just hope it is a big wake-up call for Blizz Activision, you know, um... Diablo's kind of been a little bit of a nothing burger. Like I really enjoyed it this year, but um, I've been trying to play it some more and just kind of not quite as much enjoyment out of it as I did like Diablo 3, Diablo 2. Um, and yeah, Call of Duty, you know, like you said, it should have, it was slated to be a DLC. They released it as a full blown game. That's a huge disappointment and they kind of deserve to be put on fire or put on um, put on spot for that i actually have some quotes from some of the devs at treyarch Please. Uh, yeah they responded on twitter to chris judge uh, so one of them was from tickle matt tickle matter uh, he's associate art director at treyarch he said imagine having short user engagement once your game is consumed can't relate so and i mean it's so weird to be comparing a multiplayer game to a story-driven game, but he yeah. also has a point. Uh, and then I think you shared today, Agent Maverick, that uh, the grossing games right now, like money-wise, and you know Baldur's Gate wasn't even on there, and we got Call of Duty yeah. on second. So they're they're still winning, which is crazy. Um, and even the other last year's is, title is still on there. Yeah. 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 
um, and the other quote is from this Ijinkya Limea. He actually deleted the tweet after, which is funny, but he says, funny. <laughs> yeah, the metrics that COD absolutely destroys all the God of War games, probably combined, in is all, also equal, equally laughable. So I, That's yeah, definitely but... shots back, shots fired. Yeah. I, you know, I, I got to say, though, God of War is a story-driven game. It's kind of like, you know, apple comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. Did Call of Duty win a Game of the Year award? Never. (laughs) They're both fruit. Why can't you compare them? (laughs) Because an apple is an apple and an orange is an orange. Yeah. Well, that must mean you hate bananas. Uh, What about grapefruits? The one thing that, uh, the one last thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to the actual awards themselves. Um, is going to be the fact that HBO, The Last of Us, won Best Adaptation. I don't think that was a shocker for anyone. Um, (laughs) I I think that this is going to be a little bit of a surprise uh, take, but I I think that it was almost thrown up there because they didn't really have anything else to really throw up there this year. Uh, But I, first of all, I absolutely loved Gran Turismo, uh, but I don't think it deserved to be nominated. And the reason being isn't the fact that it was a it's it's it isn't a video game per se. It's based on a like an actual event, a historic like something that actually happened, a true story. It's not incorporated of an actual video game, and that's the only thing that my thought pattern of why I was a little surprised that it was even nominated, but. Of course, nothing was going to beat the last of the last of us on from HBO. That series was phenomenal for best adapta- adaptation, at least this this year. Ochu is really big into it. We sat down and watched every single episode when it dropped. I know Rock joined us a couple times as well, so I know you guys have maybe have a few things to add in regards to that as well. Do we? So I don't think it was the only one. Uh, the the anime usually does really good uh, adaptations of video games. The that cyberpunk cartoon on Netflix, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, although I guess that's not really an adaptation as much as a spinoff. But uh, yeah, I've watched Last of Us twice. I made my partner watch it and uh, gave them nightmares for the eight weeks we were watching it. Or <laughs> Especially with the, gra- the granny and the, the yeah. moss coming out of her mouth. Real fun to deal with at night. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it. But yeah, this being my, like, this that's my number one game of all time. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the nuances of how they change it up so that you, you watch it as entertaining instead of playing as entertaining. Uh, well, we did that little that- stream... Uh, that stream afterwards where we um, clicker bait, where yeah. we uh, did a kind of a commentary. I ended up missing the last two or three episodes two. on it, but yeah. But I mean, at that point, I was like, "Yeah, this is a funner game to play than it is to watch." Yeah. No, I I, I understood that as soon as you're like, "Yeah, I don't know what I'm done." Um, but I'm also trying to get a little bit more into, you know, how to commentate during streaming and i think that's my biggest downfall when it comes to that so i mean that's something that i, I maybe i'm better off with doing reviews uh rock you you uh ha, 
watched a couple episodes with us. I, I know that you kind of got into it there a little bit as well. Uh, anything to add into that as, as well in regards to that series? Yeah, this will probably take away from my gamer score, but I've actually not played The Last of Us. But I Same. did really enjoy it. Yeah, you guys too, yeah. Uh, that's not good. That's not looking good for us, boys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Don't worry, Chewie really, and I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> I did really enjoy the show, and I'm really looking forward to more of it. I think that a lot of people will have a very different taste with season two. Um, I, I no think that there's no going to be some... Yeah, I think there's going to be some upset fans, but that is going to be two years down the road because they have announced season two for 2025 as well. Maybe it'll launch alongside GTA. Um, anyways, so we're going to get into the last section here, which is, is there any games that surprised you that were announced at, during the award show? Uh, I feel like we haven't heard from Irish Bandit there a little bit, so... You want to jump on in? Something that surprised me for trailers. Just trying to think back. Give you a little bit of a rundown. We had Mon uh, Monster Hunter Wilds was the last one. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the new project OD, and I've been hearing that that is potentially oh, going yeah, to that be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Uh, of course, we had the God of War Ragnarok DLC, which dropped yesterday. Uh, I'm hoping to give more details about that later. Um, I want to take this moment to plug my page. The new Geek Corner, find me on Facebook. I do video games, news, and re reviews on there. Uh, it's turned into a lot more reviews than anything lately. Uh, Sega announced... Five games that were in development, yeah, including was... Crazy Taxi. Uh, a lot there... of streamers get these envelopes from Sega in the mail saying yeah, something it, big was going to go down. I thought down that was going to be Virtual Fighter is what a lot of people yeah, were really expecting. It might be. Like Virtual yeah, Fighter could uh, come back as one of those games. I could see it being in the pipe, but it doesn't sound like that's one of the five games that are in development. Right. No, not right uh, now. But they did yeah, say and anymore. Of course. Yeah. And so you're, you're likely right. There's probably going to be a virtual fighter there. The finals, which is apparently doing very well so far on Xbox as well already. Uh, no Man's Sky all developer, uh, Hello Games, showed off Light No Fire. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 DLC, Rise of the Ronin, which ha finally has a release date of March 2024. Uh, there was, of course, yet another Skull and Bones release date revealed, which I don't know if we'll see. Ubisoft is kind of struggling there. Uh, Bloom and Rage, uh, Dragon Ball Sparkling Zero. I know that probably got Rock kind of excited as big of a nerd he is he is in Dragon Ball Z oh, no rest for the wicked uh, Bioware uh, veterans new RPG uh, I don't think that one had a title yet uh, then there was also Blade I don't know if that one's going to be listed here uh, Dead by Daylight uh, there's Jurassic Park yeah. Survival Visions of Mana Hellblade 2, 
Uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons getting a remake as well. So, um, and then of course, Black Myth Wukon has finally a release date as well, coming August 20th, 2024. Um, and I think those were the main ones uh, that are really, oh, The Last Sentinel. Uh, and Space Marine is also Marine 2 finally got a release date, which I'm super excited for that one. I didn't have a chance to play the, that one, but uh, the first Descendant had another trailer and a release window. I've been hearing that one is going free to play, by the way. That one could be interesting as well. Uh, and one of the ones that's high up on my list is Banisher's Ghost of Eden. Trailer came out. And the first Berserker. I could keep going, but I think those were the main ones that are really popping out. So is there anything there that I may have missed that you guys were thrown off with that might have got you guys excited for uh, that you might be looking forward to in the future? Anyway, we'll start with you. Anything that jumped uh, out at you? Ones you didn't mention, uh, ready or not. I didn't realize it had a big following. It uh, released out today. I didn't know what it was. Looked at some of the live streams today. Went, nope, not for me. Uh, Lost Record, which is by um, the guys that created uh, Stranger Than Life. Or, Robbie, you were just playing it. Oh, oh, oh. Life is Strange. Life is Life Strange, is strange. yeah. Uh, Lost Record, I believe, is by them. That was mentioned. Uh, Den of Wolves has my eye. Uh, Exoborn has my eye. Um, and then the, uh, De Dead by Daylight uh, cinematic adventure of uh, the casting of Frank Stone. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And of course, Elephant in the Room between three of us here, Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth, of course. I think I, it's going to go without saying. It's going to be high on a lot of people's list. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go, but I would actually love to have uh, a sit down and chat with Irish Bandit and with Ryder about our love for Final Fantasy. Um, Cause oh, yeah, the we three of us have, have a huge following. So maybe we could take a look at doing that much closer to the release date for that and have something uh, at least a good segment about that. Um, but uh, I will say that after yeah. uh, the Game Awards was done, I went and I watched the full trailer, and then I watched it again, and then I watched it again, <laughs> and then I watched it again, and I it. And then you watched it one more time. And then I watched it one more time, and every time, <laughs> every time when they started on that performance with Aerith, I just broke down. That's just the just a beautiful trailer. That is going to be a real, real interesting scene when that plays out. Oh yeah, uh, and I have a feeling that's probably going to be one of the platinum trophies. Is that you're going to have to go on the Ferris wheel date with all of the all the available characters at the time. So you have to you're going to have to replay it through. And go on a date with Aerith, with Tifa, with Yuffie, with Barrett. I'm curious. My biggest thing that that I'm curious about is if that scene is going to happen. And and you two <laughs> yeah. know exactly what oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Yep. And Chewie and Rock are sitting here going, "I have no clue." 
actually yeah, do know what you're talking about. But. We've talked about it so many times. Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing is that, and, and I think, I, I like, I feel like, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the, uh, the main producer's name now. I can't think of his name. Uh, help me out. Uh, yeah, Kitase. Yeah. So, so Kitase has pretty much, and he's been doing this on social media. He, and he's doing this on purpose. He is. He's leaving things so intentionally vague that it could go either way. We could see, we could see it happen the way that it did in the OG, but he's leaving something to chance that something might change. And there's no way to tell which way it's going to go. Uh, just I act sorry go ahead irish bandit I'll, i was I'll gonna say jump it in after just from that final shot we get in the trailer you see Aerith praying looking up and you see the fates behind her we thought they were gone after remake but you can't kill fate yeah exactly <laughs> well you also see the black uh, and... feathers falling down too yep them too I, I do think that we could talk about that game for a very long time. Um, I personally oh, yeah. like the fan theory that um, it's going to, that the remake is a sequel to the original series. So I kind of I kind of like that theory. Maybe that would be the one thing that that could change things. For me, the biggest surprise was Blade, and the more I've been yeah, hearing, the more it nowhere. sounds. Yeah, and uh, so they released Disney released a statement uh, earlier uh, in the last day or two that they are going to get the Indiana Jones treatment. So we should be probably expecting that be, to be a PC Xbox exclusive. Of course, I'm not able to confirm anything at this time. Um, I can't speak on any anyone on for that. But that was my biggest takeaway and my biggest shock of of the Game Awards. Um, but the one game that I, I think outside of Final Fantasy is Banishers. The more I've been hearing about that game, the more excited I'm getting. The idea of, you know, having a spirit that you need to decide if you're going to banish or give give the ascension to and making those decisions and having, I think they said something like five or six different endings for that game as well. It's going to have a lot of replayability for me for that game as well. So that is one thing that I'm very excited for, but I know as soon as Final Fantasy hits my hand, Banishers is going on the shelf until I'm done uh, Final Fantasy. But I am very, very excited for Banishers. Uh, Chewy, Chewy, was there any, like, you mentioned the games that I missed, but was there a game that jumped out at you that you're excited for? I mean, uh, Banishers has excited me for a while, but I knew about before the Game Awards. Yes, um, that ready or not jumped out. It looked, it looked that trailer looked very story driven and uh, it looked like you were a pop SWAT going to have to deal with post traumatic stress, and then it turned out to just be a multiplayer COD knockoff. Rock, how about you? Anything jump out that's going to be on your buy list? I know you're going to be buy, but when it's a little bit discounted. Yeah, yeah, just a little frugal. Um, yeah, there was three of them that looked kind of interesting. Uh, two of them were quite vague with their trailers, but uh, 
with who is involved with him, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, first one was, I, I can't remember if his developer or what what his role is, but he's been in he's been involved in like a lot of the uh, Rockstar games. Is the last the last Sentinel? Yes, um, that looks really good. Um, then of course we had Matthew McConaughey uh, on stage. All right, all right, all right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Love man. that guy, and he's doing. Uh, kind of like he he commented on how he's familiar with time dilation, right? And this new video game Exodus, I think it's called, uh, yes, yeah, is going to be like some kind of space time dilation game, which is right up my alley. That sounds very cool. And I've been missing a a, a game genre in my life for a while now. You know, StarCraft has been kind of getting old, gathering the dust. I love it. And I've, I've replayed it many times, but I mean, that Stormgate is looking nice. Do you, and with those types of strategies, do you think that a game like StarCraft, like after the uh, purchase of Activision Blizzard, will ever hit console? Do you ever see that happen? Uh, yeah, it'd be really tough, you know. Um, they've done it before. They've had StarCraft on, I think it was like N64 and maybe even PlayStation. Um, so it can be done. Uh, it's definitely not going to be like, a, there's not going to be a competitive scene, I don't think. But uh, I mean, prove me wrong, maybe there could be. That'd be quite an interesting thing, watching people action per minute on their <laughs> on their controller. But uh, uh, I could see it happening. I'm not sure it's going to be hugely popular, though. I, I as as we both know, uh, or as everyone knows, I'm an optimist. I would love to see it on on console, but I don't think it, I personally don't think it's going to happen. This is the one time that I'm going to be a little bit of a pessimist about it. Um, I did ask you guys about it at one point in time. I I really thought at one point that it was happening, but the more and more I've been hearing about it, the more and more I'm kind of, yeah. I would have to look at getting a PC, which I know. Couple people in this group would love to see me pick one up, but uh, for me, console Good. gaming is kind of where, where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'll build it for you. You just got to give me a budget. Uh, all right. Well, Irish Bandit, anything else that jumped out at you that other than Final Fantasy? Other than Final Fantasy, I think maybe the fact that Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele are teaming together for a game. Holy crap. That's mind blown. Good. Game? What is it? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Kojima's latest called OD. The that trailer was wild. It's a drug overdose simulator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely could. As most of his games it. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like even Death Stranding, it, it looks interesting, but it seems a little too out there for me. But that's kind of his his take when it comes to the games. But I mean, it's definitely a beloved game, and I know Irish Bandit, you've been playing that a fair bit, so um, you've definitely got a few things to say about that. But uh, I think we're going to have to probably save that conversation for another day. Save all that being said, I think it's time things to wrap to wrap things up and put the controllers down, power down. Thanks for everyone for tuning in to Level One Lounge for our first podcast.